0: Greetings, true believers, and welcome to episode 46 of the Pull List podcast. That's right, we're back starting a whole new season with the Love Thy Nerd podcast network and also a return to legacy numbering. Because, let's be honest, that's just how comics work. I don't make the rules, but we are The Pull List Podcast, a bi-weekly show about comics, pop culture, and faith. My name is Chris Poirier, and with me, and still, hopefully, uh, COVID-free, is the one and only Hector. How's it going, my friend? It has been far too long.
1: Oh, you know, I've grown like three feet taller, and my bald spot grew back in, and it's the apocalypse, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that seems about right, but hey, we're back, so strap yourselves in and prepare yourselves for We've Got Comic Sign.
2: Put the word out, for the nerd out, better put specs on, break next
1: song. I caught for my sets.
0: <sighs> it's good to be back. On today's episode of The Pollist, we've got a great show for you. We're going to hit the latest news of what you need to know, our must-pull recommendations from, well, we normally do the last 2 weeks, but it's going to be the last month because let's be honest, we got to catch up. And our fave new number ones and so much more. This is The Pollist podcast. <laughs> So as always, we want to jump right into the newsroom and kind of catch everybody up on industry news. And honestly, there's just been so much stuff going on since we last talked. So we're just going to kind of dive in on what's new, hot, and towards the top of the reels. And man, I don't know about you, Hector, but I feel like just in general, stepping into the comic shop for the last couple weeks, it's, it's felt quiet even more quiet than usual. I don't know. I mean, we Not do have some things that are like crazy new. We've got DC doing the whole, um, future state thing. And, um, Marvel's on probably 47,000 copies of X-Men sword, something or other, but, uh, I think all that's gone. Know. Now though. It, all the sword of <laughs> stuff is there. Maybe. Yeah, but maybe? no, now we're, now that we're back fair. to
1: a uh, null now nola's back right
0: and we're definitely gonna have to talk about that at least a little whether we want to or not (laughs) um but it's a thing but i think the thing that really caught me in the last couple weeks is bendis his exclusivity at dc has been terminated it is over um and dc also kind of came out the other side of that period and went yeah, we, we don't think we're going to do the exclusive thing anymore with creators. We'll, we'll see how long that lasts. But <laughs> That's how you um, know somebody really ruined it. <laughs> Who peed in the right? pool? It's like, it was Bendis. Oh, <laughs> this is why we can't have good, nice things, I suppose. But um, I'm not sure when he's officially done, but they've at least announced that the exclusivity is going to run out. And... All of that I know he has some future state books and all of that, but I don't know what that leaves for in terms of the future of some of his other projects. But we'll keep on top of that for all of you folks that are curious where um, Bendis is going to end up next and what type of things he's actually going to be writing. So it's curious. It's interesting to say the very least. But I, I mean I'm taking the over-under right now that probably the end of exclusivity seems like a very – definite moment in time but i don't i don't see them sticking to that i feel like we go in ebbs and flows with that kind of thing um what else uh oh yes marvel has their 2021 event slated i'm not sure if you've heard this uh hector if you have some feelings but marvel's heroes reborn is technically back but it's going to be different um, because they did this once upon a time before, but they've slated their first major event for 2021 to be Heroes Reborn. And how do I put this nicely? Um, (laughs) It looks a lot like future state (laughs) Um, that basically the Avengers are dead and, Or, you know, displaced in multiverse, et cetera, you know, insert the the Avengers aren't here (laughs) Um, trope of choice and that a new series of superheroes must rise. Um, Well, so for all
1: the bluster that came with future states pre discussion, like the news ahead of time, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's some fresh faces, but like all the old faces are still here. Like they're just right,
0: and that's wearing different That's what's masks. really interesting, and I, save it for the podcast um, okay. for a little yeah, later yeah. because we're gonna t- we're gonna talk a lot about future state. I think, um, but I think that's fair. Is and maybe that's a really good point for this Marvel announcement is that the announcement might not necessarily line up with the thing you get, and that is not necessarily a bad thing, um, because I was kind of down on future state, and then I started reading it and went. Oh. Oh. You 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 horribly mis mismarketed this, but yeah, we'll get back to that. So um what else? What else? Oh, Kevin Eastman apparently had a whole bunch of work already done when he was ousted at Heavy Metal. And he didn't have a place for it to land, but because it was his stuff, He is coming forth at IDW a little later in March with Kevin Eastman's Twisted Tales. So, you know, kind of deep into the brain of our turtle friend on non turtly things, he had some stuff that was more heavy metal um, type stuff that he had prepared before they kind of randomly just invited him not to come back to work one day, which is still unfortunate. But here we are. But IDW is going to pick up that bad boy and we're going to see some more Kevin Eastman um, exclusive stuff as his twisted tails a little later in the spring. So if you're into Eastman's kind of heavy metal side and or you weren't aware that it existed and he did something other than Turtles, well, then you should check it out because that guy can get pretty wild. And I'm kind of curious where that whole thing's going to go.
1: I am f- grew up with heavy metal, but I also grew up with heavy metal being the thing of, you know, I'm not watching this (laughs) or reading this. Um, So, like, I'm open to it, but, like, the only reason I would give it a shot is because it is Kevin Eastman. So, yeah.
0: I think that's fair. And, I mean, Heavy Metal is really kind of specific, is kind of out there. It's always been designed to kind of be out there. So... Yeah. It's not going to be for everyone. Maybe I should preface that, that just because you like the turtles, maybe you won't like this, but if you at least want to see how the other half uh, lives as it were, then it might be worth a little journey on the wild side because it probably promises to be kind of out there. And for those of you that are familiar with heavy metal magazine and whatnot, they already know what I'm talking about. So yeah, it's going to be interesting and Kevin doing all of his own art and all that is just something I always look forward to because he has a very specific style. So it's probably going to be bonkers, but it's going to be Kevin Eastman. And that's good. And so, yeah, and that can be good. So I have two questions for you. Go. One of them, you're going to be way more excited about than the second one or no, I'll save the good one for last. Did you at any point in the last, 20 something years feel the need for a brand new spawn character like
1: (laughs) a a side character (laughs) or like like a new person
0: Farland's spawn yeah um, yeah um, issue 315 he whether you wanted it or not he is introducing a brand new um, significant player in the spawn universe that is being aptly named the plague
1: I mean, they all the spawn characters, you know, kind of fit well, but like, they honestly more often than not feel like the generic bad guys or good guys in like knockoff video game sequels, like, <laughs> um, what's well, the game? and dark, uh, the dark stalkers, not which one? Which one's the one where you play death as death, and you like run around either way. Like there's these like generic heaven, hell, bad guys and stuff. And, um, like, uh, most of the ones, cause I, I picked up spawn 300 just to read it, you know, and throw my money at Todd, um, for the support of reaching that. And I'm like, I picked it up, looked at all the characters and I'm like, yep. It looks exactly like what I thought.
0: Okay. That, that happened and i mean credits still where credit is due that spawn is one of the longest running non interrupted continuities in comics um that it's not just 300 straight issues it's the they you know nobody's died and been brought back it's not been renumbered that I believe him and Savage Dragon, so both image properties, still hold the titles for longest-running, uninterrupted continuity. And there's something to be said for that. Um, but yes, 2020 has bore out that 2021 will bring you the plague. So you're, you're welcome from the mind of Todd McFarlane. So the second question, much more important. Hector, are you ready for cons to be back?
1: Um, ready is a figurative word. Uh, yeah,
0: no, that's fair.
1: Uh, there are, in some areas, especially in the South, some cons never stopped. Um, like, they sort of kept going. Um, I, right. like, I had a con the day the world shut down. I was at a con, and, like, that same con said, you know what, we're happening in September. And um, then that same con is happening in... Like a month or so, and they've gotten a bigger convention center. Um, and to be fair, everybody had to wear a mask, unless you said, Of course, (laughs) and like
0: it's like I'm a little confused by the requirement.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. We were told all vendors have to wear masks, and then one vendor said, No, they're like, Okay, (laughs) and I'm like,
0: What? (laughs) What do you at that? mm, All right. Um, well, that's a thing, but no, I I'm, I'm ready. Uh, in
1: a sense, and it's it's been like a weird um, bubble for me because, like, I I spend all year writing to like publish a book in May and then tour around cons and see all my people and do all this stuff and like after you know spending October through March of 2019 and 2020 to publish a book in a pandemic and go to no cons was like, Oh, everything sucks now. Um, I've got friends <laughs> blah, that I have, I have. I've got friends I haven't seen in over a year. Um, I've got, I still have money floating out for booths that I paid for in 2019. <laughs> Yee. <laughs> Like, uh you know, and I'm not saying this is a negative towards them, it's just the way the world worked, but um, like yeah, sure, no, heroes con, galaxy con, south carolina comic con, um, all are three hundred dollars for the cheapest artist table, and I've got just in those three shows, nine hundred dollars floating in the ether, um, and I'm just like, I don't know if you're happening. <laughs> ever so you know so what what do you think like i i want them to be there and i want them to be you know safe and accessible but like what's your what's your take where are you at
0: well the reason i bring it up is because i've left an article and it'll be available in the show notes for everyone that has a list of everything that is currently on the slate for 2021 and it's a lot um Now, it doesn't differentiate between online shows, hybrid shows, which seem to be a thing this year that some places are like, we're going to do something, but it's going to be scaled back um, with following local requirements, masks, et cetera, considerations for vaccines and whatnot, that there's a a lot of different precautions on the table and options on the table. But the main thing is that obviously we we want people to be safe, right? And um, we're still feeling our way through that some places have more access to the vaccine than others like we're uh, me personally i'm currently on the they're like we'll get to you when we get to you (laughs) um and my wife's about to take
1: her second dose but she's a medical Um, personnel but so
0: but we also have friends that are in other states that are just in the middle of nowhere that are like yep we're signed up we're getting it tomorrow i'm like you literally live in a smaller town than I do and we we literally have like 500 doses available locally right now and there's 200,000 of us so we're like cool we'll get around to it um so it's weird um but yeah we just wanted to provide folks some of the information so they can see what – because it includes all the way down to fairly regional cons. It's a pretty exhaustive list. I was pretty impressed. I think South Carolina is on the list when I flip through it real quick. Yeah. Um, so it's an option so you can at least see what's out there, what they're going to be doing for safety, if they're going to be online, if they're going to be hybrid. And it's mostly because, yeah – at Hector and I both are in that similar boat of we've got folks that we haven't seen in over a year. We miss people like dearly. And we had the opportunity back in October through LTN Con to basically invite our friends to come hang out with us online for a weekend and that was cool, but it's still not the same as seeing folks. But which um, on that 2021
1: note though, LTN Con yeah. after doing all the online cons that I've done since, you know, twenty twenty, I think LTN Con still handled everything the best of every online show i've done so just a side note
0: yeah i'm i'm kind of in the same boat and no nobody paid us to say that even though we're here and we love ltn and everything but um there is something to be said when something is done well that you know you call it out and that was good so hopefully a lot of other shows take advantage of the technology um do things safe but maybe late this year we actually get to see some of our fams in in earnest, but we're just going to have to wait and see, I guess. But we, I wanted to provide that to you because it's a very long, exhaustive list and you can find out at least what's going on around you and make the determinations that are right for you um, because we want everybody to be safe. But I wanted to give you some of that information. and.
1: I still think that's we're what, gonna be. That's where we're at. Yeah. At a place of like hmm. two years before it's ev- let, Let's say COVID's gone. Like, yeah. Let's say it's eradicated, or you know we're all vaccinated up. Whatever. Let's say COVID's not a factor. I still think we're gonna look at a solid two years before we're even close to back to normal. Normal, across the board, mm. just because, honestly, think about like Heroes Con, Galaxy Con, any of these big shows you've been to. Um, sure. Imagine being in the line right before the show opens, and <laughs> right. you're pressed just chest, the line, just the line to get in inside the coliseum or wherever else. You're pressed chest to chest, back to back with some sweaty cosplayer who smells delicious, and you know whatever else. <laughs> and behind you, you've got a dude rolling a wagon full of comic books, and but it's like being crammed in a subway tunnel. And you're all moving in the mm-hmm. same direction and you're literally elbows reach or less from someone else for like hours in your underground. Like just dude, I think the amount of PTSD that's going to be associated <laughs> with this is going to take years to come by.
0: It's a valid point that it's it, we' we are not used to being that that friendly um, as we have been in our cons past. so it's it's gonna be a journey for, to say the very least. So stay safe, wear your mask and bring hand sanitizer with you places because you know that stuff is gold. it's good for you. wash your hands. So yeah, that's what we've got for the news so far. Um, we know that it's been kind of a catching back up and whatnot and so be keeping an eye out. Because we want to be able to bring that to you on that biweekly and have that good look at the industry, delivering you all the inside knowledge. And as always, you can join in in this conversation with Hector and I instead of just listening to us, even though our voices are amazing. You and your nerdy friends can come over to the Love Thy Nerd Discord. We have a Discord now. Um, I think Hector has taken the time off to learn how to Discord um, because – (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not, but we have a discord and we have a comics channel and we co and talk about geeky stuff there like all day long. So the link's available in the show notes. So come and hang out with us and have all of that joy of all of your nerdy friends just screaming into the ether at each other of, All the things that are nerdy.
2: What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio. Or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast.
0: And that brings us to the polls for january we said at the top of the show we're not going to do our normal two weeks but we want to talk about kind of our top four things from the month, just catching everybody up and everything so hector how about you regale us with what you have found deep in your poll list and think that our wonderful viewers should be reading as well
1: so uh going off the whole month of january and just looking at that um for the record mine is Marvel or as DC heavy because it's Chris took the good Marvel books um, <laughs> they, they were picked before I even had the chance so you know whatever um, it's not like we're gonna talk
0: about it together
1: <laughs> um, out the gate uh, I've purchased every future state book so far let's say that um, this is it, my
0: shocked face which none of you can see
1: yeah Yeah. Um, I've purchased every one just for the sake of it. I did the same thing with 52 and, um, I, but just cause I'm interested to give it a shot. Um, but that being said, out of the first batch of, uh, future state, my favorite, and I saw other talk about this too. I think Todd Turner mentioned it in the community as well, but that, uh, wonder woman number one was flipping delightful. um, And I highly recommend if you do nothing else, you literally have to have no knowledge of Wonder Woman or of death metal, And which, by the way, I don't love that future state comes out of death metal.
0: I actually agree with you on that, that that was one of the things that honestly, up front, I was kind of like, I don't want to play. I, I don't actually care that much. That sure, Scott went on a fever dream of telling an absolutely bonkers story, and Capullo got to draw it, and both of them were like super excited about the thing. But I Me- kind of lost interest. Metal was wonderful.
1: I enjoyed Metal as a Elseworlds fun <laughs> Yippee yay Mister Falcon type situation. Um, <laughs> right, but but it it being the basis of all like dc side continuity um was rough for me i didn't like that transition um and i don't feel like people were adequately prepared even though future state is temporary which honestly on another side note on my side note i actually wouldn't be mad if future state was permanent or at least took a year
0: um so Let let me interject a a rabbit trail to your rabbit trail. Um, I can't help but wonder, based on how this got originally stood up and they were like, oh, it's only going to be like a book or two. And then suddenly it became a full scale event. But that, like you said, it was going to be limited. I would not be surprised that if this sells through well, that it does not go away.
1: Yeah. Well, Well, it's that, selling. That's well my honest. And- that's
0: my honest opinion. Is I think DC is just testing the water because they're they're reacting to everyone's reaction to the whole five G thing, and that was super negative, and this feels a lot like it. Um. Well, this is five G, but right, and that's kind of the point is that now that people have it in their hands and oh, this isn't actually again, like I said at the top of the show not what we were sold there's some pieces that have that feel to it, but it's much better than I expected, so yes continue. We
1: were talking like it was, for the most part, we were talking like it was all some like far off thing dude, most of these stories take place in 10 years um (laughs) like, like Dick Grayson still fits in the Nightwing outfit come on, um But all that being said, I feel like we weren't properly prepared with death metal to say that, hey, you're going to need to know what happens because it's going to reshape the entire DC universe. Nobody was ready for that. Nobody thought, hey, this is an important key book that's actually going to dictate comic books for at least a couple months. Blah. They've done a good job of putting a blurb at the beginning of every issue, but I'm also annoyed that they have to put a blurb at the beginning of every issue.
0: Um again, I honestly read that and went cool. I don't know what happened, but I'm I'm good.
1: <laughs> because we're far enough past it, I'm going to say this and I don't consider this a spoiler because it's actually in the thing because I do need to hit on this. Um Wonder Woman dies to reset the multiverse creation and what we have in future state is the potential shattered alternative realities of whatever, even though most of these alternative realities fit into one continuity, huh? Um, whatever. Uh, I, golly, I just, parts of it frustrate me. Um, that I, I just don't think that that was the route to go. Um, I get why they did it. I get the full functionality of it. Um, but what I will say this, and this isn't just a knock on it. My bigger beef With not only did they not tell us that this was this important. I felt like they crammed about two or three issues of functional storytelling into the middle of one issue that felt so convoluted. It felt like, you know, Scott Snyder walked out to get like coffee and Grant Morrison came in and changed everything. (laughs) and...
0: <laughs> right. they're Like, who is this man, and why can't I understand what he's saying? What is he doing?
1: Because all of a sudden, when you get to like issue seven of Death Metal and all the bajillion tie-ins, it went from being okay, this is wacky but understandable to being completely incoherent. Um, I got a vibe towards the end of Death Metal um, and, and on a side note, I read all the tie-ins. There's all my money, too. um, But...
0: Yeah. Oh, poor money.
1: Poor money. Um it's okay. LTN buys all of our comic books. Um Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah we should renegotiate that.
1: <laughs> no, they no, they don't. But they are loving to us. So. They, they, um
0: they they don't.
1: <laughs> they don't. <laughs> My wife was like, "How much did you just spend at the shop?" She like saw me walk out with like, you know, a truckload of comics. I was like, eh, $50." <laughs> and she's like, well, that's not bad for a whole month. And I'm like, oh, baby girl. <laughs> I'm like, Aww. baby girl, that's this week. <laughs> and she's like, oh. Anyway, I'm way on my trails. Um, but that being said, I, I felt like it got incoherent. And for all of this to be based out of that is like basing the entire DCEU on Green Lantern. Um, it's just like... <laughs>
0: Just don't make the suit green. No,
1: no, no. I'm saying on that Green Lantern movie. Um, Giving us Future State as a repercussion of death metal is like basing all future DC movies on the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie. It's just –
0: it's not a solid foundation. I got you. But there's a reason you actually liked – Future State Wonder Woman number one, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I'm going, and by the way, I've liked most of the future state books. I'm just not going to talk about all of them for the picks. um you can hit me up on the yep. you know on the community and we can discuss them all day long um but Wonder Woman number and I'm one the,
0: I'm the same, but hit us
1: yeah, Wonder Woman number one, straight up, you needed no know prior knowledge you didn't know, need to know anything about Diana. um you just needed to know that there is a young sassy what feels like millennial wonder woman trying to step into the gauntlets and boots who doesn't quite have her. I'm a majestic warrior act down together. Um, and it's ridiculously fun. Um, it feels okay. This is going to sound like a dumb comparison, but it feels like a little bit of legally blonde and like the princess diaries. And clueless, put in a blender and thrown into Wonder Woman. Um Whoa. Of like she's not inept, she's not incapable, but she does not fit the beauty, majesty, and grace, and self righteousness that accompanies Diana Prince. Um at all. Like, she's chewing gum, blowing bubbles. And my favorite part of the first issue, because that's the only issue that's out right now. Uh, my favorite part of the first issue is she stra- she stabs a dragon with a sword. And then as she flies by on a Pegasus um, that had like a f- hilarious name, hold on, where's the book? Um, I'll flip through it. Nope, I don't have it. Um, there is a Pegasus whose name is like Gregory or something. Like, it's this really mundane name. I can't remember the, his actual name, but it was like um, Bobby or Gregory or something like that. Um, but she's like yelling at the Pegasus because it won't come help her. But as she pulls a sword from a dragon, she says,
0: and I quote, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> and did did she yeet the dragon afterwards or? Very, very
1: much so. No. I mean, like that I was in there, but she straight up flew by on a Pegasus and went yoink. And I literally just like fell over on the couch laughing. Um, it was a delightful read. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's one of those, this, this is good enough. I, I would buy this all day long. Like I would say, put this in my pull box. I will read this until the writer and artist team leaves. Um, Cause it was that good. Um, I am mad that I'm waiting this far to get to it cuz like it feels like forever since that first issue dropped. And then I missed buying Immortal Wonder Woman number 1 because I didn't realize there was another Wonder Woman book and I thought it was just the same thing with like a different cover. And I was like, "Oh crap.
0: I'm I'm not going to lie, after I got home um from the shop, I actually printed the checklist because I was like I'm getting distracted and I need to figure this out." <laughs> and i'm not usually the checklist guy but here i am crossing things off on a checklist
1: i went to go pick up you know this week's books and like straight up went to three different shops and still managed to leave without superman versus imperious lex um and i had to go to another shop to get it which by the way that was a delightful read as well um surprisingly but i'm moving on um Homesick Pilots is uh, one of my favorite books. Kicked off at the end of last year, um, and it uh, it feels like a cross between the Haunting of Hill House and Quantum Leap a little bit, or oh, uh, dang. Thirteen Ghosts a little bit more accurately than Haunting of Hill House. Um, it starts off like Scott Pilgrim as a book, but Uh, two warring bands go into a haunted house. Uh, One band is completely devoured by the evil house and the lead singer of the main band, which is called homesick pilots uh, becomes the entity. No, what's the word? The avatar of the haunted house that there are, fact, there are chunks of evil possession, demonic spirits, whatever, that belong in that haunted house that have made its way into the world. And so this haunted house is sending out the lead singer in a new pseudo corporeal body to wrangle down the wayward ghosts and bring them back to the house and in what?
0: The,
1: yes. And the first issue there li- you have literally no idea what's happening. You just see punk rock band, punk rock band, uh and like a very well done scene of horror in a house. And you have no clue what's happening. The second issue starts off um with the girl who was devoured by the house like being sent to track down the thing and brings it back and honestly when she brings it back it's terrifying like she has this thing like she's helping a kind misunderstood house and you can as the reader tell she's in some serious malevolent hot garbage and in danger and it's a wonder to read i've loved every minute of it there are two issues issue two is came out in January you should check it out you should be able to find it there are second printings I believe Um, I yeah
0: let me write that down
1: um, (laughs) I had to go to three different shops within the hour it dropped to find it Um, because it did so well and it sold out at all the major shops near me Um, so yeah homesick pilots there's two issues out Read it. Um, breathe. Okay, cool, go dark. All right. Okay, um, yeah, you got this. Uh, in the midst of the 93,000 DC titles of Future State um, that have ca- subsequently caused me to like refinance my mortgage um, comes Tom King's Batman and Catwoman, <laughs> which is like, it's so, right. it's, it's like a straight up breath of fresh air. Like, oh, look, normal <laughs> and beautiful. Um, <laughs>
0: just kidding.
1: Um, but it's, it's so, cause I've won. I miss Tom King riding Batman. It's been nice and strange adventures, but I miss Tom King just doing Batman. And this is the long continuation of Tom King's Batman story. This is originally what we would have gotten as the conclusion to that and honestly um i see why with the pandemic pause that this happened this way um that if if you remember when you know comics went on pause it makes a lot more sense to have rushed the other joker war storyline than give us this Um, Because you needed the Joker War storyline to get to where we are in Future State. And this all takes place years, or part of the story takes place years after Tom King's Batman run. In fact, half of the story takes place after Batman has died. Which if you watched, or not watched, if you read Tom King's Batman stuff, you know that part of the story actually ends with selena and bruce eventually getting married living out their lives together and her being by his deathbed as he quietly passes away with his whole family there lovingly beside him which is a wonderful ending
0: yeah that was an an, that was an annual and then making the connection to the current read i i've been pretty ecstatic about it too it's like oh it's it's bat and cat um retirement style and whatnot but it it's so much more than that (laughs)
1: and it also gives us our first and here's the thing i think this was originally continuity like originally this was supposed to be the official timeline for tom king
0: so buried in parried in the news over the last couple of weeks that you know didn't have time to catch up on was the tom king said that there were two things that he demanded but also was required to go all the way to the top of editorial with and everyone assumes that this is one of them.
1: So what's... And
0: probably why it ended up being outside.
1: So does that make a continuity or not?
0: Most likely not. Um, And because of what happened in issue two.
1: Right, right, right. Um, And I feel that, but I would be happy if that was... um, continuity um but this is our first real yeah, we won't look. we
0: won't spoil that for anyone but that's no. a that's a big one and that's why everyone's like i i mean for me it's good on you tom king you went to editorial with a big one
1: yeah you still yeah. got
0: shot down but you still got to tell it but not in the way you wanted Yeah. No. um it, again if this was canon i'm fine
1: totally happy um me too But for real Uh, But this is our first real appearance in comic form beyond adaptation of Phantasm, Uh, the character from the animated movie. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, and see, I want that part to be canon. Um, But we actually get to see the story of Phantasm returning to the DC Comics world. Um, So half of the story is Bruce, Selina, and Phantasm half of the story is Selena, uh, in her golden girl's age years visiting, uh, the Joker in a trailer park in Florida or somewhere near Florida or something. Um, yeah. Reminiscing about the old days. And that's issue one. I'm not going to mention anything in issue two for spoiler sakes, but, uh, like it's a beautiful story. It's well, well drawn. Um, but man, uh, I'm loving it and it, I just missed Tom King's storytelling on Batman. Um, so that being said, Rorschach is weird. Um, and strange adventures is yeah, not it is. Rorschach is weird. Strange adventures is not Mr. Miracle, but bat and cats still wonderful. Um, yep. And I'll go ahead and just end on this statement for the polls. Um, Batman future st- or future state next Batman. Number one, I honestly am not here to talk about the actual storyline. I'm here to talk about the B section um, where sure. we, we get a whole arc of the Arkham warriors led by Astrid Arkham, where you've got Two-Face, uh, Killer Croc, and all these people living like noble knights fighting the oppression of the magistrate. I would read this book all day long. I would get action figures. I love it. (laughs) Um, That one little section, that like little four pages at the back of the book, sign me the heck up. I am here for it. Um, and, And some of the B sections are great. Some of them I hate. Um, but I'm not going to put time into that. Um, But the one with Astrid Arkham at the end of the next Batman number one is worth buying. It was really good. Like, even if you you take out the whole Tim Fox Batman thing, and by the way, he's not bad. It's just, I'm not invested yet, but Astrid Arkham they didn't give us enough. They didn't give us enough. And um, most comics readers, even like, Hard nerdcore folk don't even know who Tim Fox is. I mean, he's barely mentioned and barely exists. If they would have given it to Luke, that'd be different. But, like, Yes, you know,
0: for that or then just on the other side that they left the signal in place instead of bumping him up. So it just caused all kinds of I, – I found it interesting because I was like, oh, I thought this would be slightly easier than it was going to be, but – I I, th- I think you're right. We need another issue to really get a feel for it. And I mean, I'll I'll just caveat onto that that my two favorite in Future States so far, because I'm the weird nerd, um, that the swamp thing issue I thought was really cool. Um, and then the reveal at the end of that of kind of something that they're piecing together in their world post- um, metal is really interesting. I was like, Oh, that's cool. You like went old school and like all the things. And that makes me feel very swampy and I dig it. Oh yes. But also dark, dark detective was just great. I enjoyed it. I really Um, did. Um, and same thing. The B, the B side of the issues there were really good too.
1: Um, next Batman number two actually had a Jason Todd B side, which was wonderful. Um, and I, I know I didn't put this in my list, and I, it's your turn. I'm gonna shut up though. Um, Catwoman, number you. one, was actually wonderful. Um, it literally is Catwoman pulling a train job, like very firefly. Oh, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, but she's leading a resistance movement, and the resistance movement literally looked at her. She's like, This isn't exactly your thing. Why are you doing this? She's like, Mount up. Let's roll. And like she's leading a train job assault. And it's beautiful. Um, If the Catwoman we got in Catwoman number one was the normal Catwoman, I'd read that junk.
0: So I think my last piece on on Future State is is just this. We've talked a lot about it, but it's because there's been a lot going on there is. The creative teams of almost every single book might not always be huge names you've heard of. But they are all doing something somewhere right now in comics, and they are really well paired. That there's stuff that originally I was kind of like, I don't care. But then I opened the book and went, it is gorgeous. The art is amazing across the future state slate. That there's some really cool panels in a lot of these books. So if you're just looking for something fresh, um, as weird as it is that it would fall in like this future um d c slate type thing. you need to pick up a few of these books and just flip through them because you might trip across something that's just utterly amazing. Um, there's tons of artists that we've mentioned over the last couple of years on this show that are all doing major books, and I've just put it all out there. so take the take the time to flip through one and see if something that strikes your fancy. But I'm going to be weird and different because Hector's right. I took all the Marvel books. <laughs> uh, um, but I, for January, I it would be remiss if we didn't mention Daredevil because we are going to talk about Daredevil until Chip Zdarsky stops writing it apparently. Um, but, but we've been talking all the way through all the craziness that's been going on with Daredevil. Daredevil has gone to Washington. Um, Daredevil has – tried to kill get himself killed multiple times <laughs> um he started this whole journey by making the mistake of murdering someone which is new for him manslaughtering and someone. he's been yeah he's well yeah that's what he he pled to yes that he pled down <laughs> um murder murder yeah.
1: uh includes
0: intent so that's true it was accidental um but Daredevil 25 we finally see the the end of all that and Daredevil puts on the jumpsuit and goes to prison as daredevil because he won that Supreme court case that says he's allowed to do that. So no one still knows that he's Matt Murdoch. Um, he's in prison and there's nobody outside taking care of stuff. And, um, yeah, big old spoiler alerts because people own the internet. And by now, you know, but we're going to talk about it briefly here. So this is where you click stop or pause. Um, Someone else shows up taking up the mantle and we've seen a few false starts during this of, you know, the neighborhood, like coughed up tons of different daredevil lookalikes earlier in the run, but we get a big old splash page of a woman donning the daredevil get up in her own way. And it's someone we all know and love again, spoilers. This is where you stop listening. And we find Electra standing there as the new daredevil and i'm gonna admit that as a daredevil fan up front i kind of went eh i don't know i still don't because they're they're going very slow on the how is this going to work or not work kind of thing but she seems to actually care which is a unique thing for electra because usually Even though she does keep coming back, and there's the semblance of caring um, about Matt, she kind of this is the most
1: sincere Electra we've seen,
0: right? And that's kind of my thing is I was like, yeah, you're not supposed to be this person, so I don't hate it. And so feel free to at me on that one and talk about it. But I think at least the moment I'm okay with it, and it's pretty neat. Um, I like there's a lot of. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here that's just weird. But speaking of weird and issue 25s that are really weird, the brown coat that I am didn't stop reading Firefly um, despite it being really odd and really kind of broken for like the last 10 plus issues. Well, Hector, I know you dropped off a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't know if you picked back up, but 25 is technically a restart. Um, if you didn't know it is, um, they jump a fair amount of time into the future and all the stuff that's happened is true, but in the past and we're getting kind of a new look at the team, the makeup has changed a bit, um, and something absolutely bonkers occurred at the end of this issue that someone may not be dead that we're sure was dead. And this issue finally felt like firefly again to me, even though, and I really hope even though it's really different. I think it's on that. It's almost that because they're not trying to be something that it's not, That maybe pack finally found his grounding and I get it, but I, I can kind of go new and I got I have a feeling that if they stay on this thing, I might actually be interested, interested again. Um, so if you gave up on firefly, pick it up again at 25 and tell me what you think, because it is bonkers. And there's some moments in there that I know will make Hector happy, um, so hopefully they don't screw it up <laughs> is the best way to put it. Um, yeah, it, it feels like Firefly again, and I really hope they don't lose that feeling is the best way for me to put it. Okay. Also on my stuff, I've been reading Amazing Spider-Man um, for a while now. Which me
1: too. I think I pushed you onto that.
0: Despite, I? I, I do believe this is your fault. Okay, Because we started around Sin Eater and you were before that. and But following that whole arc out and now the first couple issues on the other side of that whole thing, I'm still there. Um, Nick Spencer is doing a great job that – honestly, I usually get burnt out on Spider-Man because you walk in and there's like 47 Spider-Books on the shelf and you're like, no. It's kind of like X-Men that you're like, stop it. Just give me a story, not 47 side stories. Um, and they did that through – um, last Remains and through a lot of the things, but I'm really happy reading an amazing Spider-Man book right now and Peter Parker being who he is. And there's there's bonker stuff going on, but it feels like the Spider-Man that you kind of expect, that he's kind of in that journey of, I don't know what to do, but things are bonkers. And
1: it's, it's it, tying the past just, in well without you having to have a full indoctrinated knowledge.
0: Right know that as long as you have a very cursory knowledge of Peter Parker and Spider-Man, you're not going to feel lost or they're not going to make you feel dumb about what's going on. Now, there's 47 side characters that all have their own books <laughs> present in parts of the story, but you're not missing anything. Trust me. Um, it's well drawn for what it is right now. And it, I think it's the departure I need right now. And it just feels like comics, which is good. Um, so I don't hate that at all. It's and then finally,
1: I just it's the best. It's the best feeling Spider-Man book since Ultimate Spider-Man personally. Um, Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man was the most fun to pick up to me since like the 90s. And this is the first thing that feels that organic since Ultimate Spider-Man.
0: That's fair. And so finally, I'm going to end my polls on If you have not been reading um, Donnie Cate's book, Crossover, you are missing something that I don't even know fully how to describe. I'm still trying to figure out how he's getting away making the references as directly as he is in these books without someone losing all of the money just in trying to tell the story and licensing. But the concept of Crossover is literally that the world of comic books is real and it collided directly with the real world in a moment of time, creating a cataclysm of comic book stuff. Superheroes, normal people, and the monsters and villains crossed into the real world and we dropped a big old dome over it and said, cool, y'all stay there because that was crazy. And we meet an individual on the outside who comes in contact with a little girl who is a comic book character that somehow got out and she's trying to get home. And that's where you're at in the story. And there's crazy religious cults, which I'll just warn you up front that Donnie's opinion on the church is um, not hidden (laughs) anywhere in the writing of this series. Um, But, it's kind of a Westboro Baptist feel of the church, and it's basically, you know, they're demonizing all the comic book characters. And there's lots of tropes around that that are uncomfortable, and all of us are very aware of them. But um, the bigger thing is this concept of comic book characters in our world and everything. And like I said, he's not just like being like above surface level. He has referenced multiple major comics by name characters by name some have appeared in picture in a book that by a company that doesn't own any of them and i'm still trying to figure it out i think it's the issue of you can reference them but you can't necessarily do them so a lot of the characters are just different enough <laughs> um but in issue 3 you kind of get start getting more of the story and a um, Dr. Strange analog shows up, but he's much more Dr. Strange as if he lived in a Donnie Cates world and it is everything that you would think that that means um, and it's quite fun. But one of the things they talk about in the cataclysm is the giant squid that falls upon uh, Manhattan killing millions of people and that the whole world was supposed to become united against this monster. Sound familiar? Should. <laughs> um, that he literally retells the watchmen story and again for the 47th time we see it in in its glory um destroying things and seems to make perfect sense come on zach you didn't have to nuke manhattan give us the giant squid that's all i'm saying um but it's just it's a okay he's book. putting
1: the squid in the snyder cut
0: <laughs> that makes sense it doesn't make sense but it makes sense um so if you want just an absolutely bonkers book, um, Crossover is definitely some place that you need to spend time. So that's, that's pretty much my poll, and I think before we peace out on this episode, we should give some folks a feel of a couple number ones that snuck in in January, and then you guys are just going to have to wait for the next episode for us to talk more about some of the cinematic stuff yes we watched wonder woman 84 that that happened and <laughs> we're watching wandavision but we should probably spend more time than just a couple minutes talking about what's going on in wandavision for all of yeah, you we'll, that are curious we'll come back there in a couple weeks so we'll come back because um, you know literally as we record you know new episodes are dropping and you know the world is literally changing around wanda and vision so before we go let's talk number one's
2: We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. You might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. We're here to help. Today's term is Arkham. No, not the Arkham that you might recognize from Gotham and Batman, nor the video game series based on the same thing. No, we're talking about the fictional city of Arkham, situated in Massachusetts, an integral part of the Lovecraft Country setting created by H.P. Lovecraft. Arkham is featured in many of his stories and those of the other Cthulhu mythos writers. Arkham is the home of Miskatonic University, which features prominently in many of Lovecraft's works. The institution finances the expeditions in the novellas At the Mountains of Madness, and The Shadow Out of Time. Walter Gilman of The Dreams in the Witch House attends classes at the university, and other notable institutions in Arkham are the Arkham Historical Society and the Arkham Sanitarium, which many believe to be the inspiration for Arkham Asylum in the Batman canon. The inspiration for Arkham appears to be, in fact, Salem, Massachusetts, its reputation for the occult appearing to one who dabbles in the weird tale. Arkham's most notable characteristics are its gambrel roofs and the dark legends that have surrounded the city for centuries. The disappearance of children at May Eve and other bad doings are accepted as a part of life for the poor citizens of the city. Which, again, also kind of sounds like Gotham. Jeez, Batman, get your own stuff. I'm Radio Mad, and I hope I've made your life just a little bit nerdier. So,
0: on... Your number one track, what is the thing that in February came out with a number one next to it? Other than Future State, clearly, because come on, Hector, your entire poll was this week's number one. How dare you?
1: Um,
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) fine. Um, But what's the one that you were like, wow, that caught me off guard? You should read it.
1: um, Maestro, uh, War and Packs number one, dropped recently. Um, I've enjoyed the, the first Maestro arc him doing some despicable stuff to Hercules was fun. Um, but uh Warren That was fun. Warren Pax is him as the ruler dealing with people, um dealing with the remnants, sicking robot dogs on children. I mean it's it's setting up like Maestro Hulk as the like indomitable force that uh you know, he is in legend, and I'm enjoying it, so that's a good one.
0: Ooh, that's cool. Um, I really enjoyed kind of that first run that led up to it that there, I thought the Hercules, all of it was just bonkers and in all of the good ways, in all of the very Marvel ways, I should say, that a Donnie Cates level bonkers and a Marvel bonkers are not on the same level of bonkers. I guess I need to create a scale so that makes much more sense to our listeners. Or I just need to get a thesaurus out before I start talking. I don't know. One of those two things. Um But yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. So I guess this is another one of I shouldn't have stopped reading it and Hector's going to throw things at me until I do. So I should add that one to mine. So my number one, um, because we haven't had enough Star Wars in general in the last few months. We we had lots of Star Wars, the War of the Stars, but Star Wars, the High Republic um, number one came out and... The High Republic is you know, basically going back before everything that we currently have and everything and it's supposed to be the grand time of literally the High Republic that the Jedi are still functioning as those arbiters of peace and light throughout the galaxy that it's a time of peace. It's not a time of war. It's not a time of potential collapse or anything. And honestly, what's been fun about that in that context is we get new Jedi. And we get to hear more of the deeper lore of what makes them who they are, how they function, how they operate. But we are given some new characters to follow and to learn from a Padawan and a master and uh, spoiler alert. But that that Padawan becomes a Jedi master by the end of the first issue. And so, Anakin, I don't know what your beef is, but you clearly screwed it up, homie, Um, because apparently it's not that hard. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, But. It's a pretty book. It's Star Wars, um, but we're also being given, once again, super amazing, strong female Jedi. So this constant argument of there's not great female Jedi. Well, we now have yet another one, and she's pretty awesome, and I dig it. So I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the story kind of centers around some a Padawan that's literally just transitioned from Padawan to Master, not expecting to do so. Um, so I think it's literally going to be one of those coming of age stories, but for a Jedi Master, and that's kind of wild. So
1: I picked up the hardback That's pretty Su- Sule book. I picked up the comic right. too, but I'm I'm like two chapters into the hardback. I
0: I kind of. It's kind of a bummer he's not involved in the comic projects, but he decided to, to write the the heft of the book. So I'm down. I want to see what he brings to that as well, because that's a, that should be interesting. I want to see him in long form. So, you know, might be able to kind of hang that right there as well. But fam, we got our first episode of the new LTN Podcast Network season all wrapped up. So that's us Done. Here at the Polis Podcast, episode 46 is in the books. It's now in your ears. But we couldn't possibly do this alone. As many of you know, we take this epic journey of podcast and fandom with lots of others, amazing podcasts here at the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. So be sure to visit lovethynerd.com for more info, previous episodes, and find yourself a new show to add to your routine. Back when we started, there were only three of us. Now we're just growing and growing. There's LTN Radio and all kinds of stuff. So there's lots of stuff to get excited about, fam. So be sure to check all those out. But honestly, deep down in our heart, Hector and I just want to thank you all for choosing us as your primary comic book knowledge factory on that near weekly basis. So don't leave us hanging. Rate and review the show on your podcasting app of choice. We're on the iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and many more. But ultimately, thanks for listening, guys. And remember, kids, read more comics. You've been listening to The Pull List Podcast with Chris Fourier and Hector Mira. Part of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Be sure to rate and review the show and share on and all the social media. The, game of the master of epic Duel. I can feel your anger; it gives you focus.